wonderful people of God, you are welcome to my podcast. I am your regular host, the lost brother, Apostle James Okpavi, transfiguring the world by the word of God. I'm bringing joy to the faces of many. In today's episode, you are going to hear our brother, Brett Nazinski, minister to us. It is powerful, it's expositional, it's life-transforming. His testimony, the exposition of the word of God, the ministration, your life will never be the same. Just stick to the end. Hallelujah. As I invite Brother Brett Nazinski of Complete Christian Evangelism, St. Louis, Missouri, United States, as he ministers to us on salvation, ministers to us on his testimony, ministers with the word of God, your life will never be the same today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are welcome. So we are welcome to this podcast in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So this this is um, uh, this is Apostle James podcast here, and uh, with me today is uh, Brother Brett Nazinski. Brother Brett, you are welcome. Amen. How you doing? I'm doing very fine, and you too. Good. I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing fantastic. It, it is wonderful for God to connect people. It says God that does it. It's the doing of the Lord and it's marvelous in our eyes. So today, people of God, our brother Fred is going to speak, you know, to us. He's going to offload what God has put inside of him. Our brother Fred will tell us more about himself and then we'll go on ahead and have a declaration what God has for us today. I want to assure every one of us that is listening that God is going to bless you. Today, your life is going to be turned around. Today, something wonderful is going to happen in your life. Today, whatever your needs are, there is hope. There is hope. And joy is going to come into your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Brother Brett, yes. Yeah, hi, everybody. My name is Brett Narzinski. I'm with Complete Christian Evangelism. We have a, a website. It's uh, completechristian.org. We're uh, an outreach located in St. Louis, Missouri, in the States, in the U.S. And uh, we pretty much, we we go minister to the streets. We go out, we go in the downtown area and surrounding areas, uh, specifically in the in, where I'm from, uh, in St. Louis, in Missouri. And uh, we minister to the homeless, we minister to the lost, people that are hurting, people that are hungry, people that sleep outside every day um, in the cold, you know, in the cold weather, the conditions. People freeze to death uh, in this city. People literally freeze to death. We just had a guy die in front of one of our buildings a couple of weeks ago. Um, he had the, they had to have the coroner come out and take him to the, uh, to the uh, medical examiner's office and, um, you know, he died. He died. He froze to death. And that's a very, it's a horrible thing to see that. And so we work diligently and around the clock and trying to make sure that people can have some kind of warmth. Um, but at the end of the day, the goal is to make sure that they have the ultimate warmth from the fire of the Lord. You know what I mean? The fire of the Lord uh, will extinguish any kind of issues and anything that's going on. So if we trust in him, um, you know, we don't, we, it's not that we don't have anything to worry about. It's that it makes our problems seem so small because we know he's so big. You know, he's so big and he makes our problems diminish. He diminishes our problems whenever we put our faith, our trust, 
on everything that we we are in him um but yeah we we um we're working we actually have a, we're actually going on outreach uh, our next outreach is on saturday and so we're going out and uh, ministering to the homeless handing out hygiene you know bus tickets for public transportation uh hats gloves um coats we hand out uh, we, we're going to be serving some food um hot chocolate you know and just kind of talking to them and trying and inviting them to church you know we have a we have a church here uh, it's not it's not our church but it's uh, a church that we're heavily involved with and so um you know we're just thankful that we can actually have a place to invite people to come not to just minister them to them on the street but have a place where they can come and grow in the lord too you know um, and so, yeah, so that, that's our main focus. That's kind of what we have going on. But just a little bit about me. I, uh, you know, I struggled with, uh, I was actually homeless. I was homeless for five years. And that's why God put it on my heart to help the homeless because I, I've been through it. And I'm, I'm really, I'm proof that you, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, I'm proof that you don't have to remain in the struggle. You know, I say that all the time. You don't have to, you don't have to stay where you are and no matter how bad it feels you don't have to remain there it doesn't matter if you're homeless if you're suicidal it doesn't matter if you're going through a divorce it doesn't matter if you're going through an addiction alcoholism if you have an eating disorder if you're whatever your struggle is god will make a way to provide comfort for you and to remove the enemy from your path because our path is not meant to be walked with the enemy we're supposed to tread on top of the enemy and cast out anything that tries to get in our way because you can't get in the way of Jesus. You can't get in the way of God. You can't mess with the Holy Spirit. That's where all things flow. All things flow from the Spirit of God. And so whenever you whenever you tune into him, whenever you listen to him, when you ask him, just like you said, it's about the relationship. You know, we talked about that before, a relationship. And so you have to have that relationship. And the more you, the more and that relationship is, it, it comes through prayer. So whenever you, whenever you build that relationship, the more you build that relationship, the more you're able to really hear from the Lord. But, um, you know, I also struggled. I was, uh, I did a lot of time. I was in and out of jail from the time I was 17 until I was 28, 28. So I was 28. 20 years old, I, I struggled. I, not not all in one length, but off and on. I was in and out of jail. I was a criminal. I was a criminal. I was. I know you laugh. You think. And God, that is, it's just proof that, you know, God has, if he can, if I say this all the time, but if he could change me, he could change anybody. Amen. You know, I won't get, won't get into all the details, but just about as bad as a criminal as you could be, I, I was it. I was a liar. I was a thief. I uh, uh, man, yeah, you look it up, <laughs> but it, it's not about, it's not about what we've done or what we've been through. It's what That's God's right. brought us from. It's what Hallelujah. God has brought us from. If he can remove your problems, why wouldn't you want to, why wouldn't you want to hang out with him? You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Why wouldn't you, he created us. Why would you not want to know everything about the person who created you? Come on now. Somebody that created your heart. Somebody that allowed you to have the feelings and the drive and the things that you love in life, the things that you love as a person. God gave you. That's a gift from God. Because the enemy isn't going to give you nothing good. The enemy about evil to steal, to kill, to destroy your life, to destroy you. And God wants to, to redeem you. He wants to bring life in your life. He wants to ignite the fire inside of you. That's already there. That was planted 
whenever you were born. He knew about you when you were still in your mother's womb. He knew about you before you were in your mother's womb. And so whenever you were born, you, you had, you, you were given one life. You were given one life. You were born in the physical, in the physical life. And you know, the word tells us, you know, especially, I, I don't know why, but I, I flipped for some reason. I had a feeling that um, today, something told me that you really, I kind of got a, a feeling that you like the book of Matthew a lot. Uh, something tells me that you like the book of Matthew. And so I, I, flipped, I, flipped, so I flipped open the book of Matthew and I was going to start reading the book of Matthew. Okay. And then, and then, and then I look at it, and, and I forgot. I didn't, I didn't forget, but I'm, you know, we're gonna skip the genealogy. You know, yeah. not, not that, you know, it's there for a reason. But I want to get right to the point of the second birth. Okay. I get right to the point of the second birth, and that's when John the Baptist comes in in chapter three. Okay. In chapter three, when when John the Baptist comes into play, and he's okay. telling people, you know, John the Baptist was was a pretty awesome guy. But I'm, I'm just gonna go right to the word. Uh, but before yeah. I do, I just I just want to pray it, pray a bless okay. this word real quick. Uh, God, right. thank you for thank you for everything that you do, Lord God. Thank you for thank you for the desires that you put inside of us. Thank you for the clean hearts that you wash, Lord God. Thank you for setting us free, Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, please intervene in this study today, Lord God, in in this word, Lord God, in this session, in this <laughs> this glorifying of your name, Lord God. Allow us to to do you justice, Lord God, and beyond and, and work miracles through this podcast, through this recording, through this, through this everything that it is, Lord God. You know what this is. I don't even know what this is, Lord God. You do this. You ordained this to happen this morning, Lord God. It didn't happen last night for whatever reason, Lord God, but obviously it's supposed to happen now because I feel it in my soul, my spirit, my every being that this is where we're supposed to be today, right now, Lord God. And just allow every person under the sound of, of, of this podcast to really get the message, Lord God. Allow lives to be changed, souls to be saved, and and, and just allow us to, to walk in your peace as we go and serve you. Help us to be a reflection of your love in everything that we do, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. 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 You, you know, like as we are talking, just before you go ahead, you see, there, there, yeah. is, something, there, there is something that I always say, you see, you know, if you have not been a sinner, you are not qualified to be a Christian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Yeah. You are not qualified to be a Christian if you had not been a sinner. Yeah. It, you know, you know why I call church? I call church ex sinners club. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's ex sinners club. Jesus did not come for the righteous; he came for sinners. What an amazing intro. Now, brethren, our brother is going to minister to us. Let's go straight to the word of God, as he has already opened the word of God there. So, brother, just go ahead. Amen. Well, as, as, if everybody was listening, I hope that you grabbed your Bibles, because I uh, really want everybody to, to grab their Bibles and really just soak this in and, and really just take in whatever the Holy Spirit has for us this morning, um, because it's important. I think it's, it's important to not just hear the word, but also obviously to be a doer of the word, as it talks about James, but also to be a meditator of the word, you know, to, to really 
to soak it in, to not just listen to what somebody's saying. Don't take it from me. Take it from what the Word of God says. Don't listen to me. Listen to what the Word of God is and confirm it and verify it by following along in your Bible with us today. Amen. Amen. So in in, uh, chapter 3, this is where John's preparing the way. He's preparing the way. John's an awesome man. It says, uh, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. This man was preaching in the wild, you know, and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm, I'm by the way, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. That's my favorite version. Uh, I love good. the New King James Version. Um, and that's that's what my great grandmother raised me up on. So I really, I really love that one. So he said, repent, <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 3. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So right here, John is John the Baptist is repeating scripture. He's repeating scripture that was prophesied on. Isaiah prophesied on uh up to this point and said that and Isaiah had said, This is gonna happen, you know, this is gonna be repeated. And so John um spoke on on that exact scripture so he says the voice of one of the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make his path straight now john himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey john didn't care about how much food he was going to eat how much water he was going to drink john was born in the spirit he was born in the spirit he was born in the spirit and so he he had a mission from the time he came out of his mother's womb and his mother knew that he had a mission before he even came out of the womb and aunt mary knew too because mary was his aunt jesus mother was his aunt and so um you know john he was clothed he was clothed in camel's hair you know camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, his food was locust and wild honey. The man just ate whatever. He wasn't really too concerned about uh, Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Mm. John's, John's main focus was to baptize sinners and to make sure that they understood the importance of of the wrongdoings. His purpose was to tell people, hey, you're wrong and you need to you need to ask for forgiveness. That was pretty much his goal. But his mission was to was to allow people was was to tell people that you know this isn't this isn't the way. This is the way that, that that's not right. We can't live like this anymore. And that, that's what John was telling all the people that came they came by the flock. They came from all their different directions. It says they they came from all Judea. And so if you look at the population in Judea at this time, I'm sure it was a pretty large. I don't know the exact number, but I know it was not a small population. So uh, verse seven. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to, to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Because the Sadducees and the Pharisees thought he was crazy. Most people thought he was crazy. A lot of people thought this man is crazy. He was yelling Mm. at people, telling Mm. them, you guys are wrong. You need to be baptized. You need to do Mm. this. You need to do that. Mm. And the the Pharisees and Sadducees, a.k.a. 
the government and the politicians, aka the people who were who were religiously in charge of the law, which which religion was the law, religion or law, you know, like, much like our laws in America, that was their law. Uh, was you had you had to follow religious laws when you lived in a, a certain land, and, and the Sadducees looked at him crazy. You know, he just said, he said, brood of vipers, who warned hmm. you to flee from the wrath to come? He's saying, why are you, what, you guys too good to repent? Are you too good to, to confess yeah. your sins? You think you yeah. don't have to ask for forgiveness? Because they thought that they could be redeemed by the law. They thought they could be redeemed by following a certain set of, a certain code that in reality they they transformed into their own thing because if it was from God, it would it wouldn't matter. You know, if, if it was from God, if all the laws that they created were from God, then we wouldn't need Jesus. And then we could, you know, the gospel would be for nothing because it's not it's not about our works. It's yeah. about the grace of God over our life, our faith. We're saved by God, so we have to recognize that. You know, he's t- he's talking to them because they show up at the pool or at the at the, uh, the river, the Jordan River. They showed up at the Jordan. And, um, you know, they, I guess they're looking at him crazy and I think they end up turning away. But here we go in chapter eight, <laughs> verse eight, or verse eight here. Uh, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. You know what I'm saying? So he said, you think Abraham's your your, your savior? They, they all know Abraham's just the one that God put in place at that point in time. Much like John, that just God placed there and, and strategically had him him there at that specific time to send a message. And what's crazy though is that Abraham was willing to go to to almost the exact to the exact length that God was willing to go to and sacrifice his own son. You know, that's a little bit off topic, but you know that that just always that always sticks in my mind is that Abraham. Yeah. Was, was getting ready to sacrifice his son, had the knife down, was going down with the knife, and then the angel of the Lord stepped in and said, wait, hold on, hold on a second, man. You know, that, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you were, you were going to do it. So, you know, Abraham was willing to go to such lengths because he knew God. And that's how, and, and, and that's how you, you have to be. You have to know that you know that you know that that's God right. is real. He will show you, he will show you in this word every time. That's right. Every time, like just reading it now, I'm getting new things just uploaded to me that I never even knew. You know what I mean? There's certain things that I'm that I'm I'm realizing as I'm talking to you that you know I didn't know before I started talking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, or I was, yes, yes. I, it, that's what that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's it, so that's it, what He does. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Fact check all of it. I promise you. <laughs> so anyway. We'll go to verse 10. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. If, if you decide that, you, that you're too good to, to ask for repentance and you don't want to ask for, for repentance, you're going to mm. be cut down and thrown into the lake, in the lake of fire. You know, and, and I don't want to be in a lake of fire. I want to be in, in, in a lake of peace. You know, I want to be in the lake of holy water, in, in the lake of the Lord. You know, when you when you think about that, it's like the, he, the message that he's saying here is that, look, if you don't repent, you're going to be cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, 
is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He said, I can't even carry that. I'm not even worthy to carry this man's sandals. Talk about, talk about the humility, you know, talk about being humble. Even mm. John the Baptist knew that he had a mission sent from God and he knew that he wasn't even close to, to, uh, uh, as important as Jesus was coming. He knew that yeah. he was just a speck. He was just a speck in the atmosphere compared to what the Lord was coming to do, compared to what the Lord was coming to do. And so he said, uh, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, and fire, and fire, and fire. He said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Uh, verse 12, he says, his winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. You know, whenever it comes to, to being purified and starting new, starting fresh, you know, the threshing floor was the ground uh you know back in the day when they had they, they grew a lot of wheat they had a lot of wheat fields and grain different grain mm. well the, mm. the threshing floor the threshing floor was that was the ground was the soil uh after they took away all the grain after the far after they harvested all the all the all the good stuff the threshing yeah. floor what was was, was what was what was left over and so they would come in and they, uh, i think they if, if you didn't have food and you lived in that um you lived in that region or that land and you you were hungry you were allowed to go to the fields and eat for free from the threshing floor um, back in the day and so um, the threshing floor is the remnants you know what I mean the threshing floor is what's left and so God took what does it say here God took he, he cleaned out the threshing floor he cleaned out everything that was left he cleaned out the last the last the very last uh, of what was left he cleaned it all out said he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chafe the chef with unquenchable fire. fire and he's going to burn up whatever's left so if either he, 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 God is going to he's going to grab everybody up he wants to grab everybody he wants you to come to repentance doesn't matter what you've done he wants yes. you to be he wants yes. you to be that wheat in that threshing floor Yes. It's okay to be. It's okay to be that. that yes. That thing that 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 sh it's okay to be in the struggle and ask for help. You know what I mean? It's okay. You have to ask yes. for help. So to be that leftover, that that remnant, that remnant, uh, so the Lord can come through in, in your time of need and throw put you into His barn to put you into His barn, and then He's gonna like He said He's gonna burn up the rest. Mm. Unquenchable fire in an unquenchable fire, which means there's no escape. You can't control it. It is what it is. You know, God, he, he's going to, he's going to come through with that and he's going to set it all on fire. And in verse 13, that it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Wait, what is it? Wait a second. What, what does it say here? Verse 13, it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John. So Jesus came to John. So Jesus and John were cousins. He came to him at the Jordan to be baptized by him. So, wait a second. So what you're telling me is that Jesus had to be baptized? Is that what you're saying? You're saying Jesus... Oh, okay. So if Jesus had to be baptized, how much more important do you think it is to you, to me, to everybody listening to this, to be baptized? You know, there's no dispute whether, oh, you know, 
Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, all denominations. They understand the importance of baptism. They understand the importance of communion. Um, but there is still disputes on whether or not it's important. You know what I mean? Whether or not it's a requirement. And now I can't tell you what the requirement is, but I can tell you what Jesus did. And so if he did it and I'm able to do it, I'm capable of doing it, and it was important to him, it's got to be important to me too, and it should be important to you. You know what I mean? It, it, it's definitely important. So it says, verse 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee. He walked from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? John saying, wait a minute, man. Aren't you supposed to be baptizing me? And at this point, they didn't even know each other. You know what I mean? They, they were they were totally strangers, but he knew. He knew whenever he was coming. He knew when he saw him that that was the Messiah. And his, the Holy Spirit was working through John and said, that's the one. Because yeah. he didn't even know who it was. He didn't, even, he didn't even know that he was coming that day. It was not like they had a plan. They had like, hey, man. Be at the be at be at uh at the Jordan by at 3 p.m. I'm gonna baptize you. No, John had no clue he was coming. Once he saw him, his spirit lit up, and he yeah. knew that it was the it, it was the Son of God. He knew it was the Son of God the second that he saw him, and and that's how it is in our lives too. Whenever Jesus really comes into your life, the second that you know it, there's no other explanation. Whenever you cry out to the Lord and He answers your prayers and He guides you and He leads you, there's no other there's no other explanation and you can't turn your back on it. Like there's there's nothing you can say to me to convince me that Jesus isn't isn't God, that Jesus isn't who He said He is, because of what He's done for me in my life and because I know it. I know it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That there's nothing. Yes. There's nothing you you can say to, yes. to get me to not believe that. I don't care who you are. Yes. And I just want everybody to, to understand that, you know, if you if you pray, if you talk to the Lord, he'll show you everything. He will he will change every single thing about your life that you don't like. You know, there's things about you and you know these things. You know that there's things about you that you don't like. That's you true. don't like a lot of things about yourself. That's and the true. good thing is you don't have to live miserable because it doesn't feel good to not like yourself. You know, that's right. You should never, you know, you should be, you know, you should be, um, you should feel bad about the things you do. You should feel a conviction, but you should also also know at the end of that conviction, there is peace, right. there is change, there is redemption, there is hope, and there is a future. That's right. And there is change that, that will come into your life if you allow the Lord to work through it. But if you try to do it on your own, you're going to remain miserable because you can't do nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot right. do, and you can't, you can't even walk a day outside That's of right. your door without being attacked. And even when, you, even when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, the enemy's still going to try to attack you. you. You're just, you're just now cognizant of the fact of where he's trying to come at you from. That's right. But once you continuously trust in God, you no longer fall prey to the to the small things. That's right. So then we go we go down to verse uh, 15. Uh, but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So he said, wait a second, hold on a second. He said, but Jesus answered and said to him. So Jesus answered John and said, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting 
for us to fulfill all righteousness. So he said, look, not only did Jesus say that being baptized was important, Jesus mm. also said, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. He said, look, man, you're doing this whether you like it or not. This is yeah. something that was that was given, that was told to me from the Father. You know what I'm this, my father told me about this and you knew that it was coming too you knew it was coming you didn't know when you didn't know the hour because if you knew the hour you might have been prepared you might have did things a little differently it wasn't about how you were how John was going to do it it was about how God was going to how God yeah. was going to work in it and how yeah. Jesus was going to show up yes and so um, he said permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness so not only was it important it was necessary for Jesus to get baptized. Jesus had to be baptized. So, you know, I'm just I'm just basing mine uh, what what I believe off of what what Jesus said. You know what I mean? That's that's it. He said then he allowed then he allowed him. So John allowed Jesus. And it said uh, 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. He said when he had been baptized, John submerged him baptized him. Jesus came up from the Jordan immediately, immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him. And he, Jesus, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. He, Jesus, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. That's right. So when you when you think about that, there was a there was there was an exchange there. There was a there was a big exchange there. You know, whenever he had been baptized, John had baptized him, and, and God had used John and, and prepared John to. John was baptizing all these people before Jesus. Not once did it, did anything like Happen. that ever happen. As yeah. far as far as, I, as far as my to my knowledge. You know, yeah. Um, not, not, not ever did anything like that ever happen to where yeah. there was a, a serious opening in, in, in the heavens and yeah, in in a situation that was just beyond supernatural. I mean, uh, so I so said when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So that means you know the Spirit of when you think about that, like a dove. You know, the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So, you know, how a dove descends, you know, if a dove is descending, the spirit of God descending like a dove, doves die. They die. They go straight down. You know what I'm saying? Whenever it descends, it's going down. So I don't know exactly how it was descending, but I'm just thinking like the spirit came down out, the sky opened up and hit him. You know what I'm saying? And it happened. And it happened like the spirit hit him. You know, like when you say, you know, whatever you think now, it's like you know, when somebody says, I got hit by the spirit, you know, I just think, I just think of it like that. Like Jesus got hit with the spirit, you know what I'm saying? And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. All yeah. right. At that point, what do you, what do you say at that point? If you're, cause you know, like earlier in this chapter, it said all, all Judea was coming to in the Jordan. So you have all these witnesses. You have all these people. All yeah. these people who, who have been yeah. calling John cra- who have been calling John crazy for so long. And even That's the, right. It even says that you know that the Pharisees and the Sadducees saw this. 
That's right. And I, I believe it goes down to say, like, after this, they were like, oh, we got to find a way to kill this guy. You know what I that's mean? Right. It's like that was that. That's where their mind was. Like, out of all the out of all these things, you wanted to kill him because you wanted you thought that you could somehow hold the power over the people. You know, but Jesus was such an influence, and his he didn't. Jesus didn't necessarily really. He wasn't like setting up trying to trying to change people's minds or anything. You know what I mean? As far as it, it, I mean, that was his mission. He just did it. He everywhere he went, that's what happened because he yeah. was the truth. He was the way, yes. the truth, and the life. You know what I mean? So when the way, and when it's in your face, you can't deny it, and nobody could deny it. Uh, they they could argue, they could they could talk bad about it, they uh, you know out of a, out of an unclean heart, unclean spirit, but that's nothing but the enemy. So it said, he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning upon him. Suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." And so whenever you hear, whenever you hear a voice coming out of, out of heaven telling you that this is, you know, when, when you hear God saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased, I want to, I want to know everything about Jesus at this point. You know, if, if I'm a bystander there, I want to know everything. I want to know everything. Yeah. What, like, what, what can I do? Can I, can I hang out with you for a little bit? And there was a lot of people who did, you know, the, the 12 disciples, they were, that was a very small group. You know, there was a, there were so many people that actually, there was hundreds of people, if yeah. not thousands, I don't know the exact number that actually were, that were disciples. You know what I mean? There was just, but there was the only the small group of people who actually traveled with Jesus during his ministry. So when you think about that, you know, there were so many people that really believed in him and witnessed him do these things that they were willing to give up everything and, and change their whole way of living because of, of what he had did and because yes. they believed that he was the that he was the messiah yeah you know, a lot of people a lot of people did believe that he was the messiah you know in the, yes. in, in the word it, it talks a lot about you know the, the most of the people that hated jesus really wasn't like some of them i'm sure were your average person but a lot of them people who hated jesus weren't weren't typically your average person they were the people who thought they were important you know yeah. the people who thought they were important the Pharisees, yeah. the Sadducees, and, and, and the people who were in the law, they yes. thought they were so important, and they yes. wanted to kill Jesus. Your, your average person wasn't like, hey, this man saved my life, we should kill him. No. People were, people's lives were changed, and they knew that he was the Son of God. So many people knew that he was the Son of God. And so when, when you witness something like that, you, you have, I mean, man, you have you have one of two choices. Either do yeah. the Pharisees and Sadducees did, or... Uh-huh. You can, or you can repent, like John's telling yeah. us to do right here. That's right. So, but that's the that's have the two end. Choices. Um, yeah, that that's actually the the end of uh, chapter three there. Um, and so shortly after this, Jesus began began his ministry um, after being baptized. You know what I mean? And so mm. I think that's important important for us um, as Christians to obviously to repent. And I feel like that's the message for today is to repent, you know, repent. And I can't think of any better way to talk about repentance than to read through Psalm 51 real quick. Psalm 51 um, is the ultimate prayer of repentance. Uh, So if you got your Bibles, you want to turn to Psalm 51. This is 
this is one of the one of the best ways to really you know you, you might say well I don't really feel like I've, uh, I sh- I, I'm not sorry for anything. I'm not sorry for anything I, I did in my life. I don't regret anything. I don't feel anything. Well, the reason that you don't feel any conviction is because you've been doing the same thing for so long and it, do- it just feels normal to you. You know, uh, 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 whenever, I was, whenever I was a drug addict, I didn't, I'm, I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I was, I was, it, it was sin is pleasurable. Yeah. For a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a minute. And then, and then you realize it's, it's, it's not all, it's not all what the enemy tried to get you to believe it was. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're in the middle of your sin, if you're in the middle of, of doing something that in your heart, when you really think about it, that you know isn't right, you, you, you need to, you need to, for one, uh, talk to God. And just ask him, say, Lord, just show me my sin. Show me my sin, God. Can you, God, Holy Spirit, please touch down on my life mm. and show me my sins. Show me what I can do. I, I can't do this anymore, God. Mm. I'm, I'm tired. I've tried everything. I've been to all these 12-step programs and I've been to these addiction recovery centers. I've been to treatment programs. I've, I've, I've tried relying on my family, my friends and my mom and my dad and siblings and um, everybody that was ever surrounded by me, even my mentors, Lord God, even my mentors, they left me hanging. Well, you know, the good thing about the word of God and the good thing about God and, and Jesus is that he'll never leave you. Yeah. He will never leave you. Yeah. And the word tells us, even though, even though your mother and for, father forsake you, yeah. I'm still here. I will always be here yeah. at the end of the day. The Lord, he, he lets us know that and, and he reaffirms that. And I'll, I'll have to look up and try to put it in the show notes yeah. uh, what scripture that is. But, you know, the word, I think it it might even be in Psalms. I think maybe I'll have to look it up. But what was what, what that? What is that, that scripture? It is. Uh, it, I forget what it is, but it says, even though your mother and for even though your mother and father forsake you i'll be i think it's psalm 91 i think it's psalm uh, uh, uh it's uh, psalm uh psalm 27 psalm 27 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it should be psalm 27 it should be psalm 27 it should be psalm 27 here we go psalm 27 10 yeah so it says so if you got your bibles turn to psalm 27 10 yeah um just to kind of confirm or verify the word it says uh you know, that's one of the most important things um, when studying the word is, like I said in the beginning, yes. don't just listen to what I got. Yes. Look for yourself. Yes. And the word even tells that. The word tells us to test the spirit. That's right. See if the, see if all things are from God. And yes. So don't yes. listen to just what I got to say or, yes. or my opinion or anybody for that matter. Yes. Verify all the information that's provided to you all yes. the time. So yeah, 2710 says, when my, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Yes. Teach me your way, Lord. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, and then it goes on and say, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For yes. False witnesses have, have risen against me. Yes. And such breathe out violence. You know, a lot of times we think that 
our problems are so big. Mm. You know, we feel trapped in the corner. We feel that our problems are so big. Yeah. And so we choose to do, to do things to try to remove them ourselves, like get high, get drunk. Yeah. You know, go get angry, have sex with people, you know, and, and just do all the things yeah. that are, 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 are not edifying to the, to God. Yeah. So, um, anyways, with, uh, when it comes to, to repentance, and asking for forgiveness and just ask the Lord to say, you know, God, please just, just deliver me. Show me my sin. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know where I went wrong. I don't know what happened to begin with, but I know something's not right yeah. in my life. Things, things never work. Things never work. Things never go according, uh, that the way they should. I know that things are not on an even queue with, my yeah. friends, my family, nobody, nobody wants to talk to me anymore, God. Nobody even wants anything to do with me, God. Help me, please. And then after you do that, tell me to show you your sin. Read Psalm 51. And, and Psalm 51 is one of my favorite prayers because I love, I love King David. I love King David. He's awesome. And um, this is a really low moment in King David's life. Yeah. Psalm 51. Very low moment. David was the, yeah, it, it was a, it was a rough time for him at this point. Yeah. You know, King David, King David was the king of pretty much the whole world. He was the king of the nation, but that was pretty much the world. And, uh, uh, you know, he was he was looking in on 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 a woman looking in on on Bathsheba. She was showering, I think, on a rooftop. Yeah. Um, or somewhere, somewhere nearby, yeah. and he saw her, and he he really he really he thought she was beautiful. He thought she was gorgeous, and so, uh, you know, he was he was hooking up with her. They were hooking up, and um, he said, uh, Uriah, who was one of his one of his people that were in charge in the military, Uriah the Hittite, came came home from battle, and Uriah, you know that Uriah. Wouldn't even go in his own house. Uriah was married to Bathsheba, yeah. who David, who was cheating on with King David. And so, and when you're the king, you know, even a woman like Bathsheba, you know, she's married to another person in the military. But when the king's like, "Hey, baby," you know what I'm saying? It's like if you say no to the king, you're liable to get get decapitated or something. Yeah. Willing to, he, he might just kill you. So I've kind of, you know, not saying that she's justified in that, but back then. You know, if you said no to the king, that was not a that was not a good good uh, a good thing to do. You know what I mean? It was a rough thing. Even though he was even though he was a man after God's own heart, he still had issues. And that's what I, I, the message here too is that even King David struggled. And if King David struggled, you know what I mean? You're and, and God and he was the man after God. He was the man that God ordained. Yeah, to run the, the to run the nation, you know yeah. what I mean. So uh, he was one. Of, he's one of the most sought out characters in the, in, in the Bible, and so um, God anointed King David from a young age. You know what I mean. And so even if even King David struggled, your struggles are 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 vapors compared to or they're they're nothing. Yeah. Compared to what. Um, compared to the things that God can do, and, yeah. and that's the things that our, our our problems seem so big, but really they're so small. So, anyways, you know, topic a little bit, but so Uriah came home, and you know that Uriah wouldn't even sleep inside his own house at nighttime when he came back. So Uriah, he said, "How could I possibly lay my head on my bed when all my soldiers are out here fighting?" You know what I mean? 
He said, all my soldiers, because he was in charge of, he was a big part of the military. So he said, I can't sleep. I can't sleep in my own house. And so uh, whenever all my, all my soldiers are out here battling. So he slept outside on the porch. You know what I mean? He slept outside of his yeah. own house. And his, his wife was sleeping inside. So the next day, uh, he woke up, whatever, shortly after that. And um, King David sent him with a letter. And back then, you know, they stamped and sealed the letters. They had the wax and the, and the seal. And they stamped his, you know, the king's approval on this letter. Stamped that letter and gave it to Uriah the Hittite. And sent Uriah to give it to the main general who was in charge. And that general sent Uriah to the front lines to be slaughtered. So, you know, that in that letter, Uriah carried his own death certificate, his own death warrant to the general to be sent to his own death. And he didn't even know it. He was just being a loyal servant of the king. You know what I'm saying? And so David pretty much, so it kind of goes, it goes down in history that David mur- had him murdered, you know, pretty much David, you know, was a, was a murderer because of that. A little while after uh, this happened, David really started, he started feeling bad about it. I mean, he knew it was wrong, but he said, you know what? He, he started feeling sorry about it. I guess he felt convict he felt a conviction about it and said, man, I can't believe I did that. And he did it all over a woman. You know what I mean? He did this. He ruined, he sent this man to his death over a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over his emotions, over his over his emotions, lust. yes. His lust, his yes. lust led him to send a man to his death. And so that's, you know, that's why it's important to, to understand the importance of our sin too, because a lot of times in the moment, it might seem so serious, but when you just kick back a little bit and wait a little, give it a little time, yeah. you realize it wasn't even serious. It was never that serious, yes. you know? Uh, but uh, so anyway, so David, David was crying out to God and he wrote this this prayer. He wrote this prayer of repentance. And it's it goes, uh, Psalm 51, if you have your Bibles. Uh, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And I'm sorry. I, I, you know, before this before this prayer, I always just ask God to show me my sin. Show me my sin. Before, before I read this prayer of repentance, I say... God, just show me my sin. I'm sorry for any deeds I've committed that that didn't do you justice. God, I'm sorry for anything I've done that that caused you your to be defamed, your name to be in vain. I'm sorry, God, for anything that I've done or anything that I'm doing. Lord God, show me what I can do to make this better. Yes. Show me, show me, please, God. Show me how I can make a difference, God. And then I read this prayer. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your love. Yes, Lord. To the multitude of your tender mercy. Yes, Lord. Blot out my transgressions. Yes, Lord. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Yes, Lord. And cleanse me from my sin. Yes, Lord. Cleanse me from my sin. Yes. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. And in sin, my mother conceived me. I was born in sin, God. Hmm. I know that. Behold, you desire truth in the inward part. Want me to be honest. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. 
fresh like a canvas. Paint me, Lord. Paint me new. Hear me. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice that even in the middle of the breaking of these chains, Lord God, that I may rejoice that the things that you remove, those things may even understand that they are no more. Yeah. That they may be happy. That the, even the bad things might might even be happy that they don't have to remain in this pain anymore. They don't have to remain in the pain. Hide your face from my sins. Hide your face from my sins. God, just don't even, please don't, don't remind, don't let me see the sin. I don't want you to see my sin, God. I don't want my sin to go down under your name and blot out all my iniquities, blot out all my iniquities. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Allow me to keep going, Lord. Don't allow me to just stop. In the middle of that, a steadfast spirit, you want to remain disciplined, remain doing things with diligence and everything that you do with the word. Verse 11, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. That's the biggest thing right there. Don't, God, don't, don't, don't go away from me. You know, talk about the humility. David knew he was anointed and he said, God, don't, please don't, don't give up on me. Don't yeah. give up on me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. Don't. Don't cast me away, God. Don't don't remove me from your presence. Verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Make me feel like I did the day I knew you were real. Oh, yes. Help me to walk every day. Oh, yes. Just like it was the first day. Oh, yes. Allow today to be just as real as the first day when oh, I realized yes. you were real. Oh, yes. And uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and uphold me by your generous spirit. God, God has to uphold us. We, we need God to uphold us by his generous spirit. Not our, not our doing, but his spirit must hold us up. Verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. God. He said, man, not only will I... Not only do I not want you to take your spirit from me, Lord God, I want to be like I was the first day I realized you were real. Matter of fact, I want to teach other people about you too, God. I want other people to know about you. And I want other people to understand the importance to be sorry for their sins because I know that the wrath that the wrath that, that's in front of me is not good. Lord God. I know that the future is not good if yes. I remain in my sin, God. Can't remain in our sin. Verse, verse 14. Yes. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, oh God. That's where he's talking about the bloodshed, the murder that he did from on Uriah. Yeah. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. So, you know, right here he feels guilty. He's like, just yes. please just remove the guilt. Remove that conviction. Remove remove that from me, God. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's saying, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. I don't want to feel this pain, God. I don't want to feel this resentment. I don't want to feel bitter. I don't want to feel like I hurt somebody. I don't want to feel like I'm not in control, God. I, I, I want to feel like you're in control. I want you to run my life. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, the God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Not mine, but your righteousness, God. Oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. I'm going to talk about you, God, until the day I die. Because there is nothing more real than the power of God. 
Hallelujah. For you do not desire sacrifice. You do not desire sacrifice. No, 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 no. It's not about sacrifice. It's not about your works. It's not about what you can do for God. It's what God can do for you. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 16. For you do not desire sacrifice, Hallelujah. or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, the burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Amen. Like repentance, Amen. And every, every time, every time I read that, God, God will continuously show me something. He will show you too. If if you say that prayer, if you say that prayer, Psalm fifty-one, you repeat it, meditate on it, memorize it, memorize that thing, and your life, your life will be changed. God will, I God, the Holy that. Spirit will come into your life, and He will start to show you things that you didn't even know about yourself. You'll be like, man, I didn't even realize that was there. And just ask him, ask him for the direction, the guidance to show you what to do in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your hurt, in the middle of your own doing. Yes. You know, but just, just realize that it's way bigger than you think, than you. It's way bigger than you. And your problems aren't as serious as you think they are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, you don't understand. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't yeah. know what I'm going through. Oh, you don't get it. Oh, you don't get it. No, God, God is the one. I do get it. I do get it. I might not feel the same pain that yeah. you've been through, but I felt plenty of pain in my life. Yeah. And I know, I know who can remove that pain from your life. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord, he will take it away. He will take it away. Not just help you cope with it. He will take away your pain supernaturally right now, right here. If you Amen. ask him in Jesus name. Amen. 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 But brother, before before we tie up, amen. Amen. I, I would like you to use this anointing right now. And then I'll pray. You see, uh, we don't know so many people that will just by the reason of the prayer and the confession right now will be drawn into the kingdom. So I want you to still use this anointing right now and lead people to Christ right now. There are millions. You see, as we are talking now, you know, this podcast is broadcast more in Asia. This, this particular podcast, Apostle Jane podcast, enters more Asia and is there in the United States, is in Africa here. But because our host, the primary host, is is an Indian, an Indian uh, podcast company. So he pushes it there and it makes us to, to reach the people who have not yet been reached. So this message is going to change lives. People are going to be changed. 
I know what I'm talking about. In the many cities that this podcast had entered, many of them there, like as I told you the last time, in a city or some steeple, I had to go to study to go and find out. I found out there that from their from their total analysis, their total data that they give, a city of four point something million people, you have ninety nine point seven percent that are Hindu and Muslim. Eighty nine point something percent Hindu, ten point something percent Muslim. So we mean zero point three percent only left and on that very day 14 people listening to us from that particular place so imagine that when you take about 14 14 people that are listening from that city in a city of 99.7 percent non-christians you'll find out that the prayer your story your testimony your message today i want to tell you that millions are going to be saved by this this is what is called the gospel of Christ, of this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to pray for people right now and then and lead them to Christ. They are going to come under the blood of Christ. The blood of Jesus is going to cleanse them. Their understanding will be open. They will realize that they are sinners. They realize they cannot save themselves and they will come into Christ right now. Go ahead and pray and lead them into into that Holy Spirit Holy Spirit we need your power we need your presence Holy Spirit we ask that you fill us up with your presence right now Holy yes Lord Spirit. thank fill you fill up Father. every single person who's listening to this podcast Lord God we yes ask Lord. that you fill up their entire hearts minds bodies and souls Lord God we ask that you you continue to do a work in them, Lord God. Your yes, ears Father. are open, Lord God. Allow them to open up their hearts to you, Father. Thank you, God. Jesus. Thank you for everything that you do, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for showing us how to live our lives, Lord God. Thank you for showing us how to live. Thank you for giving us the redemption, the, the redemption that we need, Lord God. Thank you for redeeming everything that, that's lost. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for healing us, Father God. Please just, just, just touch the lives of the people around the world, Lord. Yes, touch Lord. the lives of everybody who's listening to this podcast. Lord. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Jesus. Spirit. Yes. Holy Spirit, please just, just have your way with this podcast, Lord God. Send it. To the east, the west, the north, the south, Lord God, every single person around the whole entire globe, Lord God, we want them to to hear your love, Lord God, to hear your word, Lord God, to to know exactly who you are, Jesus. Help them to be restored. Help them to be healed. Help them to be redeemed, Lord. Lord God, we know that nothing without you is possible, Lord. And we know that all things are possible when we put our faith and trust in you, Lord. We want you to to break the chains, Lord God, that people are struggling with. Anybody who's hungry, Lord God, provide them nourishment, Lord. Provide them with the food that they need to survive, Lord. Provide them with the health that they need to live, Lord God. Give them the substance to fulfill their lives, Lord God, so that they can walk in their calling and their purpose, Lord Provide the tools, the resources that are necessary for their lives to be changed, Lord God. That people's health might be restored, Lord God. That dentists 
might pull the teeth of those infections, Lord God, that that sickness might be cleansed by the power of your blood, Lord. Yes, Lord. Not by the work of, of, of man, Lord God, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We believe in your healing power, Lord. We believe in your cleansing, Lord. We know how real you are, Jesus. We're asking you to set free every single person listening to this podcast. Lord God, everybody under the sound of this joyful sound of your praise, your glory, your worship, your honor, Lord, we give it to you. And we ask you to, to let your presence be made known unto them. Holy Spirit, intervene in the lives of those. Remove the enemy far from everybody's path, Lord. Allow them to, to consider their ways, Lord God, to recognize their faults, their errors, their shortcomings, Lord. Allow everybody to see the need for change. Remove them from this, the spirit of idleness, Lord. Help people to not sit on idle, Lord God, but to sit on you and your word, Lord. To sit on the truth that is in you. Jesus, you died for us. You came, showed us love, walked with us, showed us how to live. You were hung on a tree, Lord. You were nailed to the cross. You died. You rose from the grave three days later, Lord, to show us everything and sent us the Holy Spirit, Lord. We want that gift that you sent us, Lord God. We want that gift to infiltrate the minds and the, the languages of every single person underneath the sound of this podcast. God, thank you for caring enough about us to not destroy us, Lord God, not to, not to remove us from the earth, Lord God, but to try to save us, Lord God. We know that, that Jesus came to set us free, Lord. We know that your word is true, and that's exactly what it what it's here to do, Lord God. We just want to thank you. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for your peace, Lord God. Your peace is so beautiful, Lord God, and I've witnessed it in my life, Lord God, and I wish that you would show others the exact same sense of peace that you showed me. The same thing that you did for me and for all of us, Lord God, is available to anybody who's listening to this podcast. Anybody who feels like like they just can't do it anymore. Anybody who's on the cusp of losing their life, Lord God. Anybody who's who's on the edge, Lord God. Anybody who is lost. Anybody who is struggling, Lord God. No matter what it is, we just want them to, to feel the need to call out to you, Jesus. To call out to you and ask for forgiveness of their sins, Lord. And we ask that you cast them out, Lord God. To never be remembered again, just as your word says, Lord we know that that whenever we're reminded of our sins, Lord God, that it's not you. You don't remind us of our sin, Lord God. That's the So once we ask for forgiveness today, Lord, we never have to worry about those things again, Lord. And if we believe, and if you believe in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. If you believe that Jesus died and rose from the grave, you will be saved. If you believe that he is here right now, listening, he knows your heart and that he wants to direct your path. You have to submit to him. You have to submit. You have to listen. Listen. Read the word of God. He will set you free. He will change your life. And he will remove anything that's in your path. But you can't do it halfway. You got to meet him all the way. You got you to gotta ask for forgiveness. But it starts right now by asking him for forgiveness. It starts right now by asking him forgiveness. So just re- repeat this, Lord. Repeat this after me and just ask, ask the Lord God to, to come into your life. Just say, Father God, I come to you now 
I need your help. I need your help, God. I need your help. Please forgive me for my sins, Lord. I want to to know you more and to understand what I need to do. Holy Spirit, intervene in my life. Touch my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. Cleanse me, God. Cleanse me now. Help me to walk with you. Forgive me, Father, for all my sins. Help me to walk in newness of life. I know that Jesus died and rose from the grave. He's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. And I can't wait to transition with him. Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to build a personal relationship with you. Strengthen me. Help me to be disciplined in your word, to be disciplined in prayer. Because I can't do it anymore. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Commit my life to you, and I want to walk and journey with you from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Wow, what a wonderful time it has been. What a glorious time. And I know that everyone that listened, and everyone that prayed that prayer is saved. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, I, there is, I, I can go ahead to summarize what Brother Brett has said right from his powerful expositional message right from the book of Matthew. And I know next time Brother Brett is going to continue with Matthew chapter 4. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, just for the sake of time, I know you would have entered into Matthew chapter 4, but there was a message. You had a message, and the message is to let people come under the conviction. You know, somebody needs to know that what he's doing is not right, and somebody needs to know the way out. And then, just like what you said, you see, is either we accept Jesus and allow him to save us, or we, you know, like ordinary people, or we reject him like the Pharisees and kill him. You know, we belong to either of them. What a wonderful message that we have heard tonight. You know, this morning or wherever you are, it's morning in the United States, it's evening in Africa. It's already <laughs> it's already midnight, and then almost the next day in Asia, and then it's still going to come up to be. You know, early morning in the Southern America. So, and this is what God is doing right now. You know, God has spoken to us. Brother, you have what the world needs. We have what the world needs that can satisfy their hunger, that can save their lives. It's to bring people to the understanding 
that the way they are living is not the right way and to come to believe God and receive cleansing and redemption by the blood. They come to the threshing floor. <laughs> and then they, come to, they, they come to the threshing floor and then the chaff is removed and they put in the bag. Just like what you said, I wouldn't want to to be in the lake of fire. And you said, I would want to be in the lake of the river of the Holy Ghost. Prophet is true. The Bible says in Revelation that when the sea shall be removed, what we shall have left will be the river of life. And that river of life is the Holy Spirit. So anyone that have believed this now will join us in that time to come to drink of that river of life and not be in the lake of fire, but in the river of life, the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful time that we have had before the Lord. It's been so great. It's been so wonderful. Father, we are blessed. Brother has told us about the ministry, the complete Christian evangelism. I really want us to get to Kingdom uh, Christian Podcast and uh, and listen to life-changing testimonies that are there. Visit the website completechristian.org and then you'll be told more, more things to do. Praise the Lord. Robert, it's been so fantastic having you, you know, and then talking with you and you ministering to us. I know God has just begun. God has just started with us. It's a great mystery what God is doing. And then now for people that are open, I'm sure that people's life has changed. This is from out of overflow. That's what my master, whom I serve the ministry, will always say, ministering out of overflow. Our brother ministered out of overflow. We are really blessed. We are blessed having you. I will have you the more in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God will bless you and God will bless your ministry and God will bless what you are doing. God will bless all the fruit that you people are saving. I believe God for what God is about to do. Everyone that will hear this message, they will all come to the knowledge of the truth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everyone struggling with addiction will be saved. Everyone that, that is like King David will be saved. Anyone under condemnation will be saved. Even people that are unwilling will be like Abraham. The Spirit of the Lord will promptly move them to obey and to do it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He has changed the life of people that ahead us today and removed their pains. Drug addicts are changed. People are changed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What a wonderful time that was. Brabet will remain regular here on this platform. Thank you so much for listening. I remain your regular host, the Lord Brother, Apostle James Sokpavi, transferring the word by the word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. See you next time. Oh, you